Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. All right, welcome in. Brand new season. That's right. Season premiere, season three of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, hello and welcome in. My name is Brandon Bainey, uh, my uh, co-pilot, and he's really the main pilot. He does the heavy lifting on the show. It is our District 3 resident and expert, Logan Green. LG, what's going on? Hey, Brandon. Uh, can we talk about your new um, shelving back there in your new in your new house? I like the uh, I like the Harry Potter book series back there. Yes. I like uh, that. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, yes, I will give a detailed view of the new office here in just a second <laughs> uh i did want to introduce really quick and set up uh, what the treasure valley prep cast is all about in case we've got any new fans new listeners that are just stumbling upon this here in season three uh, this is going to be your weekly one-stop shop for uh, all of the biggest stories going on in district three 5a all the way down to 1AD2. Logan and I will get on every week for about half an hour. Sometimes we go a little longer, um, but we're going to kind of hit all the big stories uh, that we see happening in the Treasure Valley. Uh, so, Logan, you are our District 3 expert. You live in Middleton. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You and I are both Idaho transplants. So, Yeah, I'm a transplant, but I... I came a long time ago. Well, I came, I came for college in 2008 and pretty much have been here ever since like little, little short stints back at home, but nothing, um, longer than like a year. So maybe, you know, so what is that? That's 15 years for the better part of 15 years in Idaho since college. Um, and I, I grew up in North Carolina, so a little different of the traditional, move to Idaho that comes from the West. This one came from the East. So, uh, yeah, grew up back there my entire life and then moved to Idaho. So, uh, it's been great. Uh, you know, Idaho is a great place, obviously everybody, we all live here. So we all think that, um, and it, it, you know, it's great to be able to follow the athletes. You know, we've, when I started this in 2019, so I think I've gone through a full cycle of athletes, Right. So I remember seeing kids play as freshmen and they are gone now. They are gone. So uh, that's I think that's my favorite part of this. And I think that's what, you know, there's lots of people out there that do what we do, you know, and, and, and everybody's doing a good job. But I think, you know, one thing that we do great is we know these kids, your kids. Right. We know we've watched them from a freshman. Right. Play all the way up to a senior, especially at the little schools where. Your freshmen's playing heavy minutes and they are going to continue on to seniors. You know, I think of like the kids at Garden Valley specifically, you see them grow. And so that that's one of my favorite things about this job, right, is seeing them go from, I, you know, another one I think of. It's not District 3, but in Dietrich, uh, Cody Power, <laughs> he was a freshman playing at the state tournament, just coming in like this little kid. And then all of a sudden he's a senior and he's in, in charge. And so that's just always one of my favorite things about that is to watch everybody uh, come and, and get bigger and get better and take control. Yeah. And just when that athlete leaves, there's uh, usually a, a younger sibling that's coming through. Yep. 
Uh, and we even see that at the big levels with the five A's, yeah. you know, I think of Meridian right away. Malachi Martinez was a great quarterback. Well, his younger brother Zeke is now coming into his junior season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the Makitas at Eagle high uh, Ethan Makita. And now Eli Makita is a senior. So uh, it is, it's, it's fun to see the the family progression through the years. And and that's, that's really what we pride ourselves on here at IdahoSports.com is bringing you and shining the spotlight. we we do what we do. This show, our broadcasts, not to become rich and famous. Like if if We're nobody not. knew who if nobody We're knew not. who I was, I that's fine by me. We do this to shine the spotlight on these incredible young men and women that are leading their communities, leading their their athletic teams, and 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 the coaches and parents that are also helping. You know make these young men and women incredible members of society that's really what we're in this for and so along those lines if you are a parent if you are a fan if you're a coach if you're a referee whatever it is and there is a story there's a, a player there's a team there's a coach that you're like hey this is a pretty cool deal and it's not getting any love or attention hit us up brandon at idahosports.com logan at idahosports.com and and we'll make sure to talk about it on the show yeah yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that we just don't know. There's a lot of stuff we do know about, but there's just a lot of stuff, especially um, at the, you know, maybe like a 1A baseball or something that's just not, it's just not widely known. Just let us know. We'd love to talk about it and get them the publicity that they deserve. Yep, for sure. So you moved uh, to Idaho from the East, North Carolina. I've found you probably fit right in. People wouldn't know because I've I've noticed that people uh, in the Treasure Valley kind of have i'll probably upset a lot of people they kind of have a little twang in their voice when they when they talk you know some of the people that i've come across from the treasure valley so i think you fit right in with that you with think that little... so you think there's a treasure valley accent i think so yeah and i think if you ask people from other parts there, of the state there's an east idaho accent it's yes. you know the word like um like i feel good today it's i feel good today they yes they they I can say that my mother-in-law's from Rigby and so they she has that there's that that's distinct to eastern Idaho and maybe northern Utah that Phil Sill I'm gonna have a great meal today <laughs> yes yes and as somebody who lived in Pocatello for the last uh almost five <laughs> years I definitely picked up on that as well um so anyways uh I'm from Montana originally now I live in Idaho I mean Montana and Idaho are like cousins so you yeah. know I feel I feel like I'm I'm good there uh I didn't come from the other direction um and then <laughs> I this summer moved uh up to North Idaho I live in Coeur d'Alene now uh, technically Hayden but uh, yes, I made the move this summer. We only talked about it for like 20 weeks on the show last year. <laughs> it was like the longest move ever. And so, yeah, settled in, uh, into my office. I've got kind of, uh, my wall of memorabilia behind me. I still have a shelf that's empty that I got to put more stuff in. Yeah. But... You need some, uh, you need some high school stuff up there, Brandon. Yes. You need uh, I... some people to give you some mementos at a game. Right. Yeah, that would be that'd be a nice addition for sure. So, yeah, I've got my books behind me, uh, including Harry Potter. I'm a self uh, <laughs> confessed Harry Potter nerd. I probably read the whole series, you know, three different times. So uh, a lot of sports books back there, too. So don't worry, I've got it balanced out. Um, but let's let's dive into what we did this summer. I moved. You traveled a little bit, which is cool. But here at IdahoSports.com, we had a busy summer as well. 
particularly with these off-season roundtable discussions that we did. We did one each month, and we kind of tackled big state-of-the-union type issues that the state of Idaho is going to be facing in the coming years. In June, we talked about Idaho's potentially uh, you know, reclassifying and changing the enrollment numbers that would uh, create a 6A classification and kind of tweak the numbers, so to speak. That actually failed in August at the second reading. And so the classifications are going to stay the same, Logan. Um, you can go back and watch or listen to these roundtable discussions on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. So our June talk, we did a lot of, okay, if the new proposal passes, here's what it looks like. But we also spent a lot of time going, okay, if the proposal fails and everything stays the same, here's what the landscape looks like. Because we knew it was a 50-50 proposition coming into the second reading. It passed by one vote on the first reading, failed by two votes on the second reading. And so for now, the classification parameters will stay the same, which means class 5A is going to uh, almost double in size. Not quite. Yeah. They're picking up a lot of teams. There's going to be almost 35 A teams now, and there are going to be 15 teams in the 5A Southern Idaho Conference starting next year, Logan. Yeah, it's huge. And, I mean, you look at some of the teams moving up to, like Caldwell, Ridgeview, um, you, you've got some schools that, uh, you know, have struggled at the 4A, and now they're going to be asked to go up to 5A. We'll see. There's obviously opportunities to petition, but just looking at it on the surface level, right, without any of those extra uh, things, it's you look at the 5A SIC and say, this is big. And then how does that affect the 4A SIC, right? Now their numbers are going down as people move up. So uh, interesting dichotomy seeing teams. Um, go and kind of leave it's almost like the pac 12 right is the 4a sic right everybody's getting bigger and moving up and that just leaves the 4a to kind of have what's left some of the smaller ones yeah i mean you're looking at basically bishop kelly emmett columbia valley view am i forgetting one skyview yeah and, and skyview has been a 5a school right recently and you got to think it's only a matter of time before Valley View and Columbia are too. I mean, it's not like it's not like nobody's moving into those areas. Um, would be interesting, you know. Bishop Kelly and Emmett are really the ones that are kind of safe number wise in their spot, right? I'll say number wise in their spot. Well, and th this was something that uh, our Magic Valley. Um, broadcaster Scott Burton brought up on our last roundtable discussion, and I didn't have a chance to push him further on it, but he has heard rumblings, and he's also the athletic director at Jerome High School, so he's a pretty well-connected guy. Um, he has heard rumblings that Bishop Kelly might jump up to the 5A level. They, they can opt to play up a level if they want to, and that would be kind of an interesting you know, dichotomy as well, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned. Yeah, I guess you don't want to go too deep deep into that if it's just a rumor, but right. I, I kind of like it. I think that they beat the 5A teams they play. I think they would compete well. I mean, they ran through their schedule last year that included 5A SIC schools uh, up until the state championship, and Skyline is just a whole different story. Um, but it's not a maybe it's not a bad spot for them. Uh, and it, it would be a, a fun thing to discuss if it were true. <laughs> yes. Um, 
our July roundtable discussion tackled the topic of player transfers. Now the state of Idaho has school choice. It was passed by the legislature, which means you can go to any school you want uh, for any time, any reason. Um, of course, you have to be accepted by the school. And if the school is already too overfilled, you can be turned away. But um, the big question was, well, how is this going to affect athletes transferring? And I think it's going to create uh, kind of the similar situation we're in right now where the IHSA is going to have to spend a lot of time looking at these um, requests and then either approving or denying them. But the player transfer thing is nothing new, especially to the bigger schools in, in the 5 ASIC. Um, the, there was a freshman basketball player at Mountain View who now is at Hawaii. And um, so anyways, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that. I don't know that much will change at the big level, maybe at the smaller schools, you know, I've already seen on social media, Logan, somebody, a student that lives in twin falls, and I don't think they're an athlete, but they live in twin falls and they want to go to school at Bishop Kelly. They're, um, you know, really into their Jeez. Catholic, they're, they're, they're yeah. Catholic into their faith. And there's just not a Catholic school in twin falls twin. to go to. Um, so I think, uh, you know, the BK community was trying to find a family that could host him during the week. You know, he'd come over on, on a Sunday or oh whatever, gosh. Wow. go to school all week, come back home for the weekend. Um, but that's kind of an extreme situation, yeah. but under the new school choice, uh, that is something we could see happen. Somebody could drive 40 or 50 miles if they wanted to, yeah. to go to a certain school. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you, you can go back and watch it. I guess you don't want to, I don't know if we want to get that deep into it here, but cause there is a lot of things that go into that, that are not just that, right? Like, I mean, I talked about this, it's, it's you know, this is dis, you know, I, I struggle with it. Some of it, like just because it, it's a tough conversation because if somebody needs to move to be better at something, then who am I to say, don't do that. Or, you know, if a situation is better then why, you know, if it, why shouldn't they try to improve themselves? That's people doing in jobs all the time, right? Hey, I got a better job. I'm going to leave. And I don't know why people give kids such a hard time with it when they, transfer in, in college people oh just stick it out and it's like well you don't say that in a job that is not paying you enough or is you know you are miserable or you're not doing what you were you know i got a degree in you know engineering and i'm here being a psychologist not that that would ever happen but like what if you came somewhere to be a point guard and you were forced to be a center and you're like that is not what i wanted so i can see that right you should be able to be better but who does this benefit it you know, it benefits people that have the ability to do that, right? It, it's not going to benefit somebody that has two working parents that go work, you know, somewhere at 6 a.m. And, and you know, you're a freshman and nobody's there to drive you or you don't have a car. How are you going to get there? You know, there's, there's so much that goes into it and that that I don't think we see at just surface level. Oh, yeah, you can go anywhere you want. Oh, I, you know, I can go there. But you know what? If you go there, you're taking a spot from somebody that's, from there, especially if somebody were to go from a bigger school to a, like a Melba, I'm just making that up, right? It's not a true situation, but if somebody went from Skyview to Melba or whatever, <laughs> do they take, that's ironic. That wasn't on purpose, but okay. <laughs> if, if no, it really was Columbia to Melba. All right. We'll, we'll change it. Middleton to notice. How about that? Okay. So so you go from Middleton and, and you were, you want to be a quarterback, right? But they just put you at receiver. 
you move to notice, all of a sudden now you bump this kid that's noticed through and through in his blood to being something he doesn't want because you wanted to be a quarterback. So, you know, it's just something to think about that, you know, there's lots of different aspects to that rather than just you can go where you want. You know, it will have ripple effects for a long time. Yep, for sure. Uh, when we're talking about this too, I guess the rule I've kind of adopted, we did this in, you know, on our Magic Valley prep cast, our District 4 prep cast last year with a very high profile athlete and uh, feathers were ruffled. I think there was a misunderstanding where we were on the side of the athlete, but because we brought up his name, uh, he thought we were against him or whatever. So I'm not going to ever say a kid's name specifically, but I'll say, hey, this quarterback that was in Melba is now at Skyview and you can, you can piece it together yourselves. But I will say this as well. If you are an athlete and you are making that kind of high profile transfer, I mean, you have to be ready for people yeah. to, to talk about it. You can't, you can't be in a protective bubble. Um, and yeah. it's only going to get worse as you get into college and then into the professional world. So, yeah. And, and, and you know, nobody, here's the thing. Nobody is bashing on the quarterback at Weber right. state that decides to transfer to BYU or, you know, he's at Southern Utah and he decides to transfer to Arizona. Like nobody's saying, yeah, they, they, no, you should have just stayed at Weber state. And because that's what you decided to do. Like I'm terrified that the Vandals quarterback's going to leave because he played really well. And you, you just know, like if you're maxing out your potential somewhere, like somebody's going to come knocking and what, well, you know, what it is, what it is. And, um, and, but like you said, like people are going to talk about it and it doesn't mean it's bad. It just, it's going to happen. Like I'm not judging anybody. I don't know enough to, um, to, to judge anybody or, or think anything of it. I, I do not, I don't have any dog in any fight here. Um, so it's just a conversation that it'll happen and, you know, just gotta be prepared for people to bring it up because it's, that nobody's just going to brush it off and be like, oh, well, whatever. Um, right. <laughs> and there, there will be hard feelings, I think. Uh, it's just natural human nature from whatever yeah. school you're leaving, and that's part of the deal, too. So that was our July roundtable. Our August roundtable was all about state tournaments. Max preps, can we do it better? Should we expand state basketball tournaments? Should we move locations? Um, Logan, you put up a really interesting uh, poll on our Instagram account, uh, idahosports.com Instagram account, uh, basically asking, hey, when you are traveling, when you, when it's time for your team to go to state, do you prefer traveling and staying in the motel or having it close to home and you stay at home? Yeah, and my opinion always was, and this is the gripe that comes from eastern Idaho, northern Idaho, wherever, is that we hate traveling to state. And it's who is it that's saying it? it's usually not students. That's that's what I, I am hearing it from adults. Right. But then we put up the poll and my thought was, why would you not want a road trip to state? I, I'm from Idaho Falls. I get to go to Boise on a Thursday morning and miss two days of school to go to a tournament, hang out with my friends, go to a restaurant, sleep in a hotel. I say sleep lightly, right? You're, you're, you're hanging out, you're playing games, whatever it is, you know? Um, I would imagine that that's what people would want rather than like, I always say going home and, and, uh, and doing your chores after, you know, sweet. We just won a big playoff game. All right. Now, Johnny, go cut the grass. You know, like that's, that's, that's like the example I like to give. And sure enough, 
It was we had over 2000 votes on that and it was 75% wanted to not sleep in their own beds, wanted to go on that road trip to state. 25% stay in your own beds. So that that's what I thought and so you know there's the discussion of of state basketball, right? People want to move it around and all that and and Scott Burton brought this up on the the pre, or on the the round table and you should go back and watch it. Cause I thought it was really good. It was a good conversation because I think everybody can see all points of view with it. Um, but my main point is the experience that everybody gets from the Idaho center, um, it, that it's a big crowd. It is packed. Um, and, and so, you know, we always hear everybody else's point of view, but I would be curious to hear your point of view. Um, if you're in the treasure Valley on state basketball, if you just send me an email, just, Right there, Logan at IdahoSports.com. Do you want to travel for state basketball or do you want it to stay here? Because we know that everybody else, at least the athletes, the majority of them think that they would they want to travel, right? And so, um, and, and the experience of the Idaho Center. I just, I don't know, Brandon, if that can be replicated somewhere else. I'm okay. Football moves around and it's great. State football, that, I mean, you were there, that state football championship between Rigby and Highland might have been the best high school experience event that I've been to. Completely packed, wall-to-wall, awesome. And that was in Pocatello. So we're not saying that Pocatello can't do it. I'm just saying the Idaho Center seems to be the place for state basketball. Yeah, I would be really interested to hear from Treasure Valley fans. So, yeah, send send Logan yeah. a line. Or Brandon. Yeah, opinion. both of us. You can copy yes. us both. Just curious, like, what your thoughts on it? Like, would you rather – stay put and be able to play your championship in a what 10 to 12,000 seat arena or go on a trip, but your arena has got only 5,000 seats. Right. That's, that's my thought. So yes. Where's uh, so, the trade? What's the trade? Right. So again, those are our three off season roundtable discussions that we had. Uh, you can go back and watch those on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel as well as the Facebook page if you happen to miss that along the way. We are officially into preview season, Logan. We have uh, football previews for every team in the state once again that we are working on. If your favorite team's preview isn't there yet, it probably means your coach hasn't responded to us. Uh, honestly, if we're just being honest. Um, we have, I would estimate at this point, about 80% of the teams in um, ahead of the season debuting on Friday, we'll have the rest uh, filled in here as the uh, days and, and maybe in the next week a little bit. We are working on statewide volleyball, boys soccer, girls soccer, and cross country previews as well. Those will be up uh, sometime late next week. And we also did this off season more football content. Logan, our top ten uh, lists by position. We did one each week. We did offensive line, defensive line, special teams running back, linebacker, wide receiver, defensive back, and our last top 10 list published uh, earlier this week, our top 10 quarterbacks right. in the state of Idaho. And those are all good, fun off-season content the, as well. And there's just too many to get on these lists, right? You know, there, you know, there's people that are always upset that so-and-so didn't make it or whatever, and it's just it, – and Brandon had the fun task of picking the 10 – but, I mean, you, you think about it, there's 140 people that didn't get picked for that list per each position, right? You know, if you look at a uh, quarterback, right, there's roughly 150 schools. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, we'll say 140 schools that play football. Um, 
130 to get left off. Right. You know, like it's, it's not, it's not personal. It's not anything like that. And, and it's just going off of what happened last year. I mean, at this point, uh, preseason stuff is always difficult, but I mean, we know coming in that those 10 guys on your list are going to be 10 really good guys this year, no matter what. That's not to say that some other kid isn't going to come up and play better than them. But right now looking at it, we know that those 10 are going to be some of the best in the state. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to, clarify a point it's not my list right it is a collaborative i i kind of reach out to all of our different broadcasters around the state yeah people email me all the time like that's true brandon you're can, right can, can <laughs> i can 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 my kid be on your list it's not my list but i just i just compile it and then write something about each player that's why uh my name is in the byline because i'm the one who does all the writing for it but the list itself is uh made by several people not just one power hungry <laughs> person so <laughs> i know some people think that you know but that's all right uh yeah so our top 10 lists um a lot of fun for sure but now we get into it logan regular season competition starts this weekend do you know the first athletic event involving a treasure valley team to officially start the season oh my guess is that somebody's got a stalker game on thursday it's not thursday but it is friday friday is the first day teams can officially start okay. competition so so a soccer game will kick us all off right what a like a five o'clock game something like that or earlier 3 30 3 30 all right on friday it is the lewiston Bengals traveling to face Hawaii in a boy excuse me in a girls soccer match so there, there you go. go there let the fireworks sound at Hawaii on friday at 3 30 signaling that we finally made it back to sports season yeah, and why he is working with a new head coach, uh, Madison Brown took over for Ramey Randstrom. Of course, Ramey, a uh, great player, um, both uh, high school and collegiately in the Treasure Valley. She had been the only coach in program history, but she steps aside. And Madison Brown is the new girls soccer coach at Hawaii this year, leading the storm into action. Other girls soccer from the opening weekend on Friday, Valley View is traveling to Wood River. Homedale is hosting Nampa. Nampa is kind of playing an independent schedule in girls soccer this year, Logan, where they are playing um, a lot of 3A schools, some 4A schools. They're playing a couple of 5A opponents, but for the most part, it's kind of like an independent schedule that they have put together. Um, so they're going to be hosting Homedale, which is a program that just started in the last couple of years yeah. as well. Um, and then uh, wrapping up the Friday slate, Ridgeview is at Mountain View, and Bishop Kelly is at Timberline. That BK Timberline matchup, I think, is going to be pretty tasty to open the season on yeah. Friday, Friday night at six o'clock. So, uh, and then in, into girls soccer on Saturday, Caldwell is at Wood River, Mountain Home is at Emmett, Boise is at Rocky Mountain. That's the one you want to circle on the, on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, way to start it off. <laughs> Yeah, Boise and Rocky on Saturday. That's going to be at 10.30 in the morning at Rocky Mountain on Saturday. Hawaii is going to be at Bishop Kelly, Capital at Centennial, CUNA at Meridian, Eagle at Middleton, Lewiston at Mountain View, Bora at Timberline, McCall Donnelly is at Lewiston to play the Bengals' JV, Jerome is at Valley View as well. That is all on Saturday. Boys soccer, Friday. It's a lot of the same matchups. You just flip who's home and who's mm -hmm. away. Uh, Timberline is at Bishop Kelly. 
You've got Mountain View against Ridgeview, Lewiston taking on McCall Donnelly, Caldwell at Wood River, Centennial at Capitol. Uh, takes us into Saturday now. Rocky Mountain and Boise will play in boys soccer on Saturday at 11.30 in the morning at Boise High. That's one to circle. Middleton is at Eagle. Bishop Kelly at Hawaii. Timberline at Bora. Meridian at Cuna. Valley View at Jerome as well. And if that was a lot, and I read through that really fast, uh, just go to idahosports.com and click on uh, schedules or scoreboard, and you will see all of the games uh, that are happening this weekend in soccer. So uh, yeah, let's it's re- super, it's super convenient too. Cause you can just, you can filter it right. Like up at the top, if you just want to see district three stuff, you can just filter it and see all the games right here. You don't have to look through, you know, if you don't care about what's going on in Eastern Idaho, you don't have to filter through lots of, you know, North Fremont versus salmon games. You can just see treasure Valley, just click the little drop down. So that's right. I don't want to be a know-it-all, but salmon salmon doesn't have soccer. So, <laughs> okay, Brandon. Okay, North Fremont and Firth. How about that? Is that better? Oh, could you imagine if I was one of those obnoxious people that was on social media all the time, <laughs> step stepping in to correct people? Yeah. And... Oh, my bad. Sorry about that. You know, uh, it's like my nine-year-old is always trying to tell my six-year-old he's wrong on something, and I'm like. Just let it go because you know what? You're wrong on a lot of stuff too, and I don't fix it on you. So just let it go. Yeah, seriously. Um, All right, let's wrap up uh, today's show with a look at what's happening in football, Logan. This is called week zero, right? This used to be only a handful of teams would really have a game in week zero uh, because the real kind of official start to the season is next week, week one. But, Mm -hmm. you know, with each passing year, more and more teams are signing up to play a week zero game, Logan, because I think, and coaches, let me know if I'm wrong here, but when you are playing a week zero game, you get to start a week earlier than other teams. And so I think coaches are going an extra week with my team. Yeah, I'll take that. And we can build in a buy somewhere down the line. And because, I mean, what used to be, you know, two or three games in week zero in the Treasure Valley alone, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven games involving Treasure Valley teams. And I, you know, I wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that the Treasure or Five ASIC has Championship Week, right? Where you want to build, you know, if you can start this week, then you can throw in a buy in there, right? Somewhere in the in the mix, because I think if you count it out, there's nine total weeks this year including week zero like weeks of the regular season and so if you you can play that game early you throw in a bye in there then you're ready to go for that you know that last game you know i i kind of like it you know you get started a little earlier and you get a break during the middle and i think that i don't know maybe the fans don't like it you know you don't and, and maybe the kids don't like it i don't know maybe but you know they probably want to be playing the game every Friday night. Like that's where you want to be. You don't want to be at home, not watching a game. I'm sure they're going to a game somewhere or watching yes. one somehow if they're not at one, but it it's probably better to have a week off in there. And, and, yes. and maybe that's what's going on here. Yeah. I did a quick look at the calendar. I think there's 10 weeks built in. Okay. Yep. So, and you can play a maximum of nine games. Most schools do eight, some do nine. Um, and so hence, if you want to buy, then you would have to start in week zero, uh, if you had a nine game schedule. So let's talk about the two games that you can watch 
Totally yeah. live, totally free on IdahoSports.com. Let's start with the actual SIC versus SIC matchup. We've got two 5A football games for you on tap. Live video coverage Friday night. CUNA is hosting Centennial in their season opener. These are teams in opposite pods. Centennial is in the Foothills division. CUNA is in the River division. The conference is so big, they had to split it into two divisions. But there are a lot of intriguing storylines in this game, Logan. Yeah. Uh, tell me what your the number one storyline you are going to uh, look out for in this game, and then I'll tell you what else is on tap. Well, I really like the new coach, right, for Centennial, Keelan McCaffrey moving over from Minico. I don't know if he brought his offense with him, but I would assume so. Um, and so he runs that that tight, the wing T offense. That's what they've run at Minico, kind of that triple option type thing. That's not a 5A SIC offense. Right, you see spread offense, run and gun type situations in the SIC, and the defenses I feel are built to counter that. I am curious about Centennial. Like, will people struggle with if if they're coming in and Centennial if they've changed their philosophy? I guess it remains to be seen. But if they do this, are people going to you know? It's going to take a. You always see this right when when somebody plays Navy or army or old school Georgia tech, right. When they ran the triple option, you can throw stuff out the window, right? Cause it is a different game. They can control the ball, hold it for 10 minutes at a time. Um, so that that's, that's my thought coming in. Can uh, you know, coach McCaffrey at Centennial change things around for the Patriots? Cause if we're being honest, like we're not bashing anybody, they've been a little irrelevant in football the last couple of seasons. And it would be nice to see Centennial back in it. CUNA, on the other hand, they made it to state last year. They did well, earned their spot, and they're always kind of a wild card. They can beat people they shouldn't. They could lose to somebody they shouldn't. Um, so I think it's it's a good step in the right direction for whoever wins the game. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how CUNA uh, looks. CUNA was picked third in the preseason coaches poll in the River Division, only behind eagle and mountain view so coaches i think are pretty high on cuna and by the way we have all of those preseason coaches polls for every conference in the state on our website idahosports.com um so cuna is coming in with a lot of big expectations you mentioned centennial running the wing tee they did dabble in the wing tee last year a little bit under former coach matt green but this is like we're all in yeah, <laughs> run, baptism run by fire here here it is yeah. this is it for sure keelan mccaffrey comes from for a Minico where he was very successful with yeah. the Spartans. And he's a young guy, you know, he is only in his early thirties. Um, it wasn't that long ago that he was playing for Minico. So he, he's a guy that could really be there for a long time. Um, so that's the storyline with Centennial for sure. And then for CUNA, you know, the big question is last year, they had this great quarterback, Cole Lukengay. Um, his younger brother was kind of poised to uh, take over Dylan Lukengay, but he is, not playing football or he went to a different school. I'm trying to remember which, which one it was, but he's, he's not there, but whoever the quarterback is, he's got two really good wide receivers to throw to in Luke Selto uh, and then snar as well. So two really good wide receivers that were both top 10 in the SIC in receiving a year ago. So I think, you know, yeah, keep an eye on the cavemen. They can be pretty sneaky. Yeah. I, I really, the five ASIC I think is a little more open that I think personally, in my point of view, than it has been in the past. I mean, 
Rocky lost a ton of ton of guys. Not that not to say they didn't just reload. That's what those <laughs> schools do. It's not like they don't have great people behind them. But I mean, I think that there is a there's an oper there's a slight window that's open that maybe some other teams c- can get in the mix here. Yep, for sure. So yeah, both both wide receivers are named Luke, Luke Snar, Luke Selto. Uh, the quarterback uh, Dylan Luke and Gay uh, has transferred to Bora and uh, focusing on basketball instead. So a freshman and a sophomore are competing for that starting quarterback job at CUNA. So it'll be interesting to see who takes the reins there. The other game that we're going to be broadcasting on Friday night is a non-conference battle. Hawaii is traveling all the way to Rexburg to face Madison. This ended up being, Logan, kind of a de facto playoff game last year. These two teams met in the season opener a year ago. Hawaii hosted Madison. Madison had several turnovers inside the red zone. Hawaii gets out of there with a tight 13-7 win. And because of that, Hawaii gets basically the last playoff spot into the 5A postseason. Madison is stuck at home. I think this game could have big playoff implications again this year right out of the gates. Yeah. And it's really funny, too, because if Madison gets that spot instead of Hawaii, you know, who's that game against? Hawaii had to go to Rigby. And uh, so that could have set up Madison Rigby. And uh, that's that's also that's just a game that you just never know. Sometimes Madison out of nowhere was it last year that they beat two years uh, ago, two they, years ago, they yep. just beat Rigby and <laughs> like it just happens. And so and then so it's kind of I'm sure Rigby was thankful that it was not Madison. But, you know, this this will be a fun game last year. Like you said, why he gets the win. Um, but this year they have to go over to Madison. Um and, and like you said, we will have the game on idahosports.com. You don't have to make the drive. If you're an Hawaii fan, you don't have to drive to Rexburg. You can just sit at home and watch it. We'll be there. I'll, I'll be there with Paul. So we'll we'll be there broadcasting. It should be a fun uh, a, a fun one. And if it's as – hopefully it's as close as last time. But uh, it'll be interesting with, with their new head coach, you know, Jason Burton. Um, stepping over to take over for Hawaii and we'll see, you know, they're, they're one of those teams. They've been successful at pretty much every other sport that they've stepped on the field for (laughs) since they opened and then, you know, made it, made it to state last year. Um, They're kind of picked a little bit lower um, in in the pecking order this year. Um, But you would think about year three teams are finally into their groove after, you know, the new school has worn off. So to say that their kids are bigger and now, They've got a full senior class there. Everything should be revved and roaring for the storm. Yep, for sure. Jason Burton, former Bora head coach, moved to uh, Cary. His wife, Kayla, got the principal job at Cary, and that's where Kayla is from. Uh, So Jason spent two years as an offensive coordinator for Wood River. Now he's back in the head coaching ranks in the 5A SIC at Owyhee. Uh, their former coach, Sherm Blazer, is now at Minico. And Minico, of course, Keelan McCaffrey's at Centennial. So it's kind of this weird musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The coaching carousel was a little wild uh, in the SIC this offseason. So, and, and Madison, of course, um, has a new coach on staff as well. Former Highland head coach, Gino Mariani, is now the offensive coordinator at Madison. And so I think Bobcat fans are expecting you know, bigger and better things this year, but, and they're a program that hasn't been, they're not a bad historical program, right? They have a recent state championship over the, some last 10 years or so that, that they've been there, you know, that 
they're not a stranger to that. And I'll tell you, if you're an Hawaii player, fan, whatever, and you are going to Madison, just be prepared to see the greatest high school stadium in the state. Like, it's not a question. Like, when it comes to facilities-wise, there are some that have much better views. Like, Garden Valley, I don't know if you can beat the view at Garden Valley, right? Uh, but the stadium at Madison is incredible. It is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a fun experience to play. That thing is bigger than some SCS stadiums. I say that jokingly, but that might be, it might be true. I don't know. I'd have to look at the numbers, but uh, it, it's a great facility that Madison has. It almost makes you want BYU Idaho to bring back football. They used just to, to play there. Just yeah. to play. <laughs> yeah. That'll when, never when, happen. That, that I know. The, they do have a field. It's still there. They have a yeah. stadium on campus, but. When they when they were Rick's college back in the day, they were legit in football. So um, a lot of yeah. good Idaho players went there. Uh, okay, also on the schedule for week one, um, and I'll work. I'll start at one A and work our way up, and then we'll we'll end with the brief talk on two games. Wilder is going to be at Horseshoe Bend in a little eight man action. Wilder's got a new head coach in Jeremy Bailey, longtime uh, athletic director and, and head football coach Kyle Dalsalio has moved on. He, I think is at Rocky mountain now as an assistant coach. Um, so while there's got a new coach, uh, he uh, comes from a track and field background coached at BYU for a time, uh, the, the big BYU and Provo for track and field. So while there's got a really good coach there to keep an eye on there, they are at horseshoe bend, um, in two a action. Wendell is traveling to coal Valley Christian, this was an interesting matchup last year that Cole Valley won. Uh, Wendell thinks they're ready to take that next step forward. We'll see. Um, you've got Payette at Caldwell in a 3A matchup. Caldwell is playing an independent schedule again this year, which means not eligible for the postseason, and they kind of just filled the schedule with whoever they wanted. Other 4A games, um, Skyview and Columbia are each hosting opponents from Nevada. Skyview is hosting Elko. Columbia is hosting Lowry High School from nevada just to the south and then the 5a schedule to wrap out you've got uh timberline at boise these are two teams that uh were picked towards the bottom of the standings in our preseason coaches poll but uh, an early chance for one of these two teams to maybe build a little bit of momentum mm -hmm. going into the teeth of the schedule you've got bora at capital uh bora is a team that's been picked fairly high in the preseason coaches poll a lot of coaches are high on the lions uh, they uh, just missed out on the playoffs last year because the, of the division they were in. I think they were better than Hawaii, but because Hawaii was in a different division, they, they got in instead. Yeah. Uh, Capitals working in a brand new coach this year, Kevin Haston. Um, so that's a story I like to keep an eye on there. And then the, the last two games I wanted to finish with Logan, you've got Middleton at Rocky Mountain. Rocky's got a new old coach, Scott Kreiner, who coached the Grizzlies previously, has taken over. For Chris Kulig, who moved on to Bishop Kelly, um, Rocky lost a lot to graduation, including uh, three Division One offensive linemen up front. Yeah. Um, and Middleton, meanwhile, while while you've got so much new blood in the SIC, Bill Brock rolling into twenty plus years <laughs> coaching the Middleton Vikings on the other side. Yeah, been there forever, and you know, I I live in Middleton. I'm not a Middleton fan. I don't, I don't have a fan of, I'm not a fan of it. I'm a fan of all teams. I'll say that. I don't, I like everybody, but I know a lot of middle, just because I live here. I know a lot of kids from middle that play and they're really excited. They think that they've got something to offer. They are excited, waiting, chomping at the bits 
to play Rocky. It is not a great, we have to start the year with Rocky. It's yes, we get to start with Rocky. I think they are looking for an opportunity to, uh, to, to step on the field. And, and it was a close game last year. Rocky or Middleton held them pretty tight. You know, Middleton only lost to two teams last year, Rocky and Meridian. That was it. They yeah. lost to them in the regular season and then lost to Meridian in the playoffs. They're not that far off. And I, you know, that's one thing that always kind of confuses me is that people don't uh, really give them much time a day. You know, they're out there on the edge of the treasure Valley and people just think, ah, then Middleton, but i they only lost to two teams. I guess they lost to CUNA in the play-in game or the, the crossover games. But really, it was just those two. Um, so watch out. Middleton could make some noise. Yeah, for sure. And then the final game we have to highlight is, I can't even believe this is a Week Zero showdown. This is a, a game uh, that we could see uh, be a rematch <clears throat> in the final week of the regular yeah. season in the SIC championship game. Meridian is at Eagle. They are in different divisions. Meridian resides in the uh, Foothills division. Eagle is in the River division. Each of these teams were picked to win their respective division in our preseason coaches poll, which means we could be looking at the SIC championship game here in week zero. Both of these teams incredibly talented. And it's tough to see it in a week zero game because if they do meet in that crossover game, it's going to be completely different. Like, right? They're going to be a different team in late October than they are going to be, you know, the the second week of August, right? They're going to be completely different, have different experiences, everything like that. Uh, But, you know, Eagles got to be feeling good with with their new quarterback, Harson, coming in. Um, He's already committed to Idaho State. You know, they have a D1 quarterback on your team, Um, son of a college football coach, right, that that is here, you know, and, and that was an area that that Eagle could have had last year, uh, you know, that could have improved right the passing game. And, and maybe this will maybe this is what they need to take that step in the right direction. Yes. So Brian Harson, former Boise State coach, then took the job at Auburn, got fired at the end of October last year from Auburn, October 31st. Uh, he moves back to uh, he, he never sold this house. Uh, in the treasure Valley. So he just moves back to Idaho and Auburn's losses. Eagles gain as Davis Harson, senior quarterback ready to lead the Mustangs. You know, he was at Auburn high school last year uh, and they are in the seven, a classification Logan. Yeah. And he, he platooned at quarterback with another kid, but they got all the way to the championship game. Uh, for yeah. The state of Auburn or for the and state you, of Alabama. So, and you think of some of the athletes, you know, he's playing with great athletes, but playing against very good athletes there. So he has had a lot of good competition uh, the last couple of years and we'll see how that translates here. It could be one of the best quarterbacks in the state this year. Yes. And Meridian on the other side, junior Zeke Martinez, uh, one of the uh, few underclassmen to make our top 10 QB list. 15 and one as a starter at Meridian. And he has pretty much been starting since his freshman year because of injuries. Um, So yes, this is going to be a fantastic matchup here in week zero as well. Well, uh, we are off and running Logan, our first uh, prep cast of the year, and we already ran long. So we're setting the bar. (laughs) Sorry. Nice. We're setting the bar nice and low for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, it seems like that always happens. I start talking and I should stop. So, Hey, it's all it's all good. Um, so yes, but we had a lot to cover because there's so much uh, going on at IdahoSports.com right now. We yeah. had our first media football poll of the year. You can take a look at that. Uh, basically, 
we're at the point of the year now where you're going to want to just check in on idahosports.com every day because there's yeah. going to be something new every single day from now until the end of the school year, basically. So scores, yeah, check, standings, schedule. Check back the yeah the broadcast schedule. It's pretty well set, but if something changes, just be sure to check that, see when we're covering your team. But uh, like I said, week zero, if your team is not playing, be sure to tune in. We'll, we'll have those two Treasure Valley games that you can watch. Yeah, and again, that is Centennial at CUNA and Hawaii at Madison. So uh, thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley PrepCast, everybody. We'll see you back here next week. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Maney on IdahoSports.com.